the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the usual podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. My friend, here we are. I'm 50. I, 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 seriously, I knew you were going to say that. I was prepared for it, and I, I looked at your face when you did it. It was epic. Well, were you prepared this time that we started the show? Because this is the second time we had to start tonight. Well, pressing record helps. It really does. Especially on episode 50. We're trying to say we've been doing this a year. We've been doing this a year, buddy. A year. Yeah. So what does that mean for us? Uh, it's weird. It is weird. 50 episodes. And we've actually published... I didn't look. It's like we actually published 60-ish episodes. But Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, we've had spinoffs. We've had the, the Comic-Con Specials, stuff and all yeah. that. But, um, but this is episode 50 of our main show. And here we are, man. This is... This is it. This is. I'm feeling uh, amped. I am feeling amped too. We just had some uh, some good pizza. Yep, some good pizza. Good beer. Lots of pizza. Good beer. Good beer. Speaking of, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. I have a usual one in my hand, but uh, what did we have earlier, buddy? Uh, I had a nice, tall and frothy Widmere Hefeweizen. Oh, you had a twenty ounce too. You went ham tonight. I did. I went all ham. Ah, uh, that's gonna be a good show. I had a my usual actually. Is a racer five down there for racer five? Yep, and it was very good. And right now I'm drinking my home sort of usual. Uh, Lagunita is a little something, a little something, something. Yeah. So here we are. And uh, so before we get started, this is our fiftieth episode. I'm excited. It is fifty. We're like half the age of other podcasts we know. I know, right? Which we'll talk about later. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and of course we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram. And Swatron Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. And we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Give us give us some stuff. Some love. Some give likes. Give us some love. Everybody likes likes. We do. Anyway. And keep the reviews coming. We haven't got any new ones, but uh, we're open to new ones. We are. Yeah. Exactly. Dynamite drop in. Exactly. Uh, Timestamps in the show notes for non Swatron fans. We're going to do a little bit different format this week. Yeah, a little bit different because we wanted to... Um, Take it kind of full circle to our beginnings, our and roots, bro. Back our to roots. our roots, and yeah. and also kind of uh, let the the average listener of just our main show know what we do. Yeah, and I think what's important about this, we're going to kind of I don't know reminisce a little bit. We might actually we might tell the listeners why we call our show what we call our show. Uh, so patreon.com slash user podcast. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, we will do a drawing at the end of the show for our patrons. End of the show. And um, we're going to give away two hypercrates. We have two winners tonight, bro. Two hypercrates. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Thank, Nick. Thanks, Nick. You're the man. And over halfway to our 15 uh, mile milestone, I would like to do that show one day. So I would too. So more patrons are good. So a buck or two an episode if you think we're worth it. If not, give it to us anyway. We love it. <laughs> and... Of course, if you want to really help us out, 10 bucks an episode, uh, Pippi's Long Stockings, my wife's shop, we will give you some socks and care package with beer and socks and some socks and some beer. And we could use all the help you uh, care to give us because we uh, have some uh, some good news coming up convention-wise. Lots of good news. And of course, uh, if you want to support the show this way, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast, uh, get a free book on us. If you haven't listened to The Force Awakens audiobook yet, you want to hear some stuff that wasn't in the movie, check it out. Get it on us for free. Absolutely. Check that one out. And uh, don't worry, forget about pre-ordering 
uh, 14th Colony by Steve Barry. Boom. And really quick, we do have our support page. I will give a lot more details next week. I didn't want to clutter up the show this week with um, more ads and stuff like that. But we have some other affiliates. Uh, and uh, check us out on the on our support page on our website. And we'll talk more about all that next week. Yep. So let's 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 jump. We're jumping. That might be the fastest we've ever done the first part of the show. Should we do our origin story? Let's do our origin story. Okay, so before we get to the community in Star Wars The Old Republic and play the bumper for Star Wars The Old Republic, I wanted to kind of, uh, and I am going to give a little shout out to the Bad Feeling Podcast. And um, in our community shout outs, we congratulate them wholeheartedly on their 100th episode. Yes, congratulations, Chuck and Brian. And they reminded me that every once in a while they say how they, you know, every once in a while they say like, oh, you know, we started the show because of this and we haven't done that since our first episode i know right and now that our uh, audio equipment is so much better maybe people can actually understand our oh my god story. that first episode's brutal so so brutal. <laughs> so but our, okay so really we call this show the usual podcast uh for reasons right it's not just we were just trying to find something that wasn't taken on on host or whatever right exactly and so why do we call our show the usual um well when we met we uh, met in a college town on the central coast of california 16 years ago 16 16 and a half oh, years ago long time long time ago and uh kind of this is your typical california college town where it's got like 20 bars at least and not to mention the bars and restaurants and whatnot we met working at applebee's indeed and uh, we both uh, ended up working in the bar scene. Uh, Marshall worked as a bartender, and I was a bouncer. And uh, we end up just knowing everybody at all the other bars. And so on our days off or whenever we get off, we'd go around, and we would always have a different usual drink wherever we went. Depending on who was working. Depending on who was working. <laughs> and uh, and it actually all boils down to one day. Right. We started to start, uh, you know, personal things happened, and... All of a sudden, I was getting a knock on my door at 10 o'clock in the morning. and I, Somebody may or may not have been having relationship issues. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And we know uh, for a fact that that had to be you. It was me, yes. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a hermit. And... Um, <laughs> But no, so we uh, we end up getting together and uh, we walk downtown. And, and we but and when we say we walk downtown, we walk downtown until uh, almost closing. And we went to every single spot, pretty much in downtown. Every bartender we knew was working, and we had our usuals everywhere. We did, and not only that, but we were hitting happy hours everywhere we were going. Once we important. hit the afternoon, that was a rough few hours. I Dude, tell you it that. was a rough few hours, <laughs> and uh, we were we were starting to pick up the day people when they were getting off work to join oh, our crew. Yeah. yeah, that was oh, that was the fun part. We were picking up random folks like, Jackie oh, I'm, I'm almost off my shift, and then they just all started migrating with us. And yeah, like, uh, Jackie got off at Firestone and met us down oh, for man. for tequila <laughs> shots and margaritas down at my place. I have very little memory of that. Um, I remember at the end of the night, Marshall ended up. Walking Walking barefoot through bars. Yeah, barefoot. They frown <laughs> upon that, by the way, especially in a college town, barefoot. I was wearing flip flops to start, and who knows what happened to them. The point is, it was a it was Hello, a <laughs> hookworm or whatever. <laughs> it was a hell of a night, and 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 so that's why we decided when we were sitting around trying to figure out, I wanted to do a podcast. Will and I have always sat around and talked about you know geek culture, pop culture, Star Wars in particular, and we both been playing Spell Tour together for so long. We just said, look. We'll wrap all that stuff together in one show. We'll do certain segments. And um, we're trying to figure out a, 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 what to name the show. And it made the most sense to call it The Usual. Yep. So here we are. The Usual. 50 episodes later, my friend. Yeah, we're no longer the random. Uh, I think we're pretty random, especially we, after last week. We, absolutely. <laughs> we are random. Oh, so many tangents. Anyway, shall we get to Star Wars The Old Republic? Absolutely. 
like you want to fight, I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. That always reminds me of when we met Darren DePaul last year. I know, dude. Darren DePaul is one of the coolest guys, and I really hope we get to see him at uh, another con. I hope so. Um, and I guess we'll f- might as well start off with that. We gotta, we gotta ask Musco what's up. We do because we have not heard any news about community cantinas. What if they're done? I don't think they are. But, but what if they are? Well, then, uh, yeah, that would. Uh, where are we gonna do a comic con? Where are we gonna get our free drinks? We'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll hopefully have an answer for that next week. I'm gonna hit him up. Find out what's up. Community shoutouts. Community shoutouts. All right, so we have a <laughs> a really good post. Actually, it's on Sortor Network, and it's Sakari who does a blog. And uh, salt in the coffee is what he called it. Are we just hurting ourselves? And really, this is inspired from all of the salty players out there right now um, in Sortor. So definitely check it out. He's got some really good opinions. He actually was a guest. I want to say he was a guest on uh, uh, Passionate Casual at some point, but I might be mixing that up. But speaking of which, Passionate Casual episode 13, they had uh, Pineapple, uh, special guest Pineapple Moomy was on there. And uh, it's a good episode. Check it out. Absolutely. And of course, Jesse, we love you. We do. <laughs> I really don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. That sounded like the beginning of a sentence. and Well, it may have gotten awkward. And we did I, give... I, uh, I think the Hefeweizen is starting to take hold. That's <laughs> okay. We also got... Uh, we gave a shout out to, to Bad Feeling Podcast. Uh, congrats on your 100th episode. And thanks for the shout out on your last show. On your 100th episode, they literally called us out and... And look, here's the deal. Um, uh, Brian, we love you. Chuck, Chuck, yourself. Chuck seriously, bro. <laughs> I mean, it took you two seconds to throw us out of the bus. Okay. Uh, I, s- thank- I still got the skid marks on my back. <laughs> We're hoping to join. That, that could totally come off bad <laughs> on me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and gloss. Tread marks. There we go. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so thanks, boys, for the shout out. We love you. And um, we're hoping to meet up. Uh, one or both of us will meet up with you guys at the next uh, uh, Galactic Gamers Coalition. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, we have some stuff we're going to throw out here from our tweets and stuff from this last week, right? Are we going to do that Yeah, later? well, uh, first let's, let's start off with uh, the challenge that I, you know, I, I threw down the gauntlet last week to mm-hmm. find out more about you guys and find out what your geek identity was. Yeah. And uh, how many people responded? A few. Two. Well, here's the thing. One of them being me. Well, do you know why I didn't respond? Because you're lazy. Nope. Um, maybe we should wait for this for later. For the pop culture, or should we just do it now? F it. Let's do it now. You know why I didn't do it? Why? I wanted you to guess what my geek identity was. Boom. On the spot right now. I'm looking at your face. Uh, well, I know you would like it to be Deadpool, but it's not. Why not? Uh, because... Uh, yeah, mm, now I don't think you can wield. No, I don't think you can wield a katana. Oh my god, you didn't know nothing about me. Uh, yeah, if you were to wield a katana, you'd be like that old school viral video of the kid with the lightsabers. <laughs> Here's the deal: it's not about wielding the the hardware, okay? If you will, um, what about Deadpool? Do you think I identify with the most? Hint, hint. Is it going to be the <laughs> face that looks like the topographical okay. map of Utah? Well, thanks. Um, no, it's uh, going to be the fact that you can't shut the hell up. <laughs> I barely shut up just to listen to you say that. Yeah, uh, I, it would have been Deadpool. It would have been because I'm, I'm an anti-hero guy. I, I'm, I love Mia Katana. 
And the fact that the fool never shuts up and he's always got some something witty and, and funky to say, that's that's my boy. True. Yeah, so. I could definitely see that. Um, but you've really become like a, a, a recent convert to Deadpool. Well, yes, definitely. Especially when I got into comics in the last year or so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, prior to that, I probably would have said... It's hard with comic book characters. I'm more of a fantasy guy. I know. Which is why I'm thinking Doctor Strange, even okay. though I didn't really know much about him. But because he's more fantastical. Right. Uh, if if we were to branch out into fantasy realm, it would have been Driss Duarden. All right, Salvatore. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, and but he like wields scimitars. It is my is, geek identity. It's not yeah, necessarily comic identity. That's true. Identity. So um, prior comic reading, hardcore comic reading, Drist. Nice. Deadpool now. Actually, I'm going to stay with Drist. I, uh, I had two, actually. I had the, the Hulk Bruce Banner uh duality and i chose that because i am a hardcore introvert i definitely do like my alone time and uh i'm a rather large fellow let's just put it that way we're putting it what way uh that i'm a rather large fellow okay so um yeah so that works there and then uh actually i had a little uh change of heart the next day i also uh identify with felicity smoke oh nice dude as uh that i'm uh, a total geek uh, person and uh, I also like to help. I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, putting others first. Yeah, kind of. I guess because I'm <laughs> <You> a sure? <laughs> loser. <laughs> All right, and so uh, and I, I guess I read that a little bit differently. Geek identity. I, I guess I was thinking more in the well in the vein of what we've been talking about. And honestly, like as far as my novel writing goes and what my true fandom is, it's fantasy. And Driss Duarden. Um, although he's not an anti-hero per se, he is a very pure version of something that's supposed to be twisted and supposed to be chaotic. And, right. and, um, I've always really identified with that character. And so, um, I'm gonna stay with that, man. Yeah. You know, when, when I said my geek identity, what I really had in mind was the, uh, the Will Wheaton speech. Okay. And that anybody could be a geek about anything. Indeed. And so, uh, I'd like to see if anybody else can, uh, pick up this gauntlet and, and try retweeting it this week. I, I'd like to shout out to John Skeen. Yeah. Uh, he was the, uh, the I was only, just about to shout him out. Yeah. He actually, uh, he, he picked himself as Professor X. Nice. So, Very cool. uh, and his first reason was, uh, balding. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us lose our hair. And speaking of John, he congratulated us, uh, uh, in, in conjunction, of course, with the bad feeling guys. He just gave us a nice little shout out right before we recorded. He said, congrats on 50 episodes, gentlemen. Thanks for making every week a little better with an awesome show. Awesome. Thanks, John. You're the man, John. Uh, so man, uh, so it went well. I mean, not the volume we were hoping for, but no, but I, I did, I, I did like, I'm going to, uh, don't know where I was going with that sentence. Well, here we go. So what I'm thinking is this. Uh, we keep that running. And yes. if you want to. Just and, ongoing. Yeah. And if you want to. And if you throw it out there, we'll throw it in this segment every week. Yep. So boom. Uh, so I want. I also want to say um, thanks to the rest of our Sotor community, um, Utini cast and um, Bad Feeling Co- podcast and Beyond the Stars and Escape podcast and Passionate Casual and Old Republic Radio and all those guys that keep this this community going. And all the bloggers and everybody out there and um, everybody who's been real supportive of us for sure. And um, I can't wait to meet and hang out with all of you guys again, either in real life or on the next GUC. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good year and we would like to 
keep this going. All right. So speaking of gaming, should we talk about our weekend game? Uh, uh, your weekend game. Yeah, my weekend game was sort of a thing. Yours was non-existent. Non-existent. <laughs> it's been a kind of a crazy week. I actually was only able to log on, and I'm not going to say right now I'm a log raider, but uh, I was only able to log on really just to wog this week. Um, it was a lot of fun. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do, and the crux of it lately has been like, okay, so do we try for harder content and fail, or do we keep doing you know EV and KP, right? We decided on Dread Palace. And we were quite successful. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We got through, like it. We, we kept it to eight man. And I think that was better communication wise and chaotic wise. I, I think we were able to keep it not more seriously, but like just more honed in. And we were able right. to really kind of focus in on it. And it was a lot of fun. We got through it. And so this week. Congratulations. Thank you. This week, I take that mess. This week, what we're going to do is um, I may not be able to join everybody, but we're going to do an inside version of. Dread Palace. Oh, we, were on the, nice. we were on the would, pub side last I week. I would definitely like to take part in that, but a uh, couple things precluded me from uh, doing that this week. Uh, my my tower is still out. Mm. I honestly think it's a power supply, so I might have to replace that. But I was going to play on my, my laptop, but um, unfortunately, my Wi-Fi was just so out of whack that uh, I tried logging in. I was standing on fleet, unable to move with the screen <laughs> almost black while my team speak was going in and out. Yeah, we saw you come in, we heard you come in, we saw you go away, we, and then you were gone. Yeah, so finally I just had to drop it, and I, and I just didn't want to take up the space from another person that could be an active member of the group. So I uh, just kind of stepped away and kept trying to upgrade my my laptops with uh, updates and stuff, and it was just kind of frustrating. I just haven't had a chance to get in at all this week, but some news from the dev tracker this week. Is, oh, uh, yes. No, no, no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm just jump. saying it's, it's getting me excited for Tuesday. Yeah. And, and we, we have an update coming Tuesday. We're going to talk about that. And speaking of, we have, uh, an update, an update on a previous update, uh, 4.1 pack changes. Some people were posting questions. So Eric came on. He basically said a couple of things here. He said, um, some, one of the questions was how much will packs cost after these changes? The price will remain the same as the previous packs at 200, uh, cartel coins per pack, even with the price being the same. It is worth noting that you have a higher chance to receive gold and silver items than was previously, which is something. Right. So basically just changing the drop rates. Exactly. Um, are grand chance cubes replacing all bronze items in packs? And so the answer is yes. Anytime you would have gotten a bronze item in the pack in the past, you will get a, dra- a grand chance cube. So that's kind of cool. Again, the the chance cubes is it's such a wide range of stuff, but you know RNG works well for some folks. Not you. Not for me. Uh, it's possible that. I, so the next question is: It possible <laughs> that I can get two grand chance cubes in one pack, meaning no new items? Yes, this is possible. Just as with previous packs, it's possible to get two bronze drops together. And in this case, that means two grand chance cubes. Keep in mind, you will get a new item from a grand chance cube. It is. It is even possible to get a full loot box, loot boxed virgin, virgin, virgin. Loot box version of one uh, that's of an the entirely n- different game. Okay, see, I was glossing uh, a full loot box version of one of the new gold armor sets, which is pretty cool. You can get a whole armor set. Yeah, previously, whenever you would get anything from a box, it would be you know you would get the upper set or the lower set or the or the accessories oh or, or the bracers and the hands or whatever. It yeah, was. and so yeah, it's frustrating. Next question: What are the drop rates for bronze, silver, and gold items inside of the Grand Chance Cube? So, although we can't go into details on specific drop rates, silver and gold items will be much more common in the Grand Chance Cube than they were in previous bronze and grand packs. So, that's some. That is definitely something. And last thing here, well, two more things. Are collection 
unlock price is going to be adjusted. There are no plans to adjust the collection unlock prices at this time, which I guess makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't see any reason why they would go down. And let's see. Last question. Are there any, are there or more or less? Hmm. This is a poorly worded question. You're supposed to be, are there more or less? Yeah. Are there more or less new items in the new pack? Mm. With the removal of bronze items, there are more silver and gold items than there were in previous packs, but less items overall with the removal of bronze. Right. So we're good on this? We are good. I'm excited to see how this works out. I know I'm definitely going to get, um, I've got some Carto coins saved up. I'm probably going to definitely get one of the new packs with 4.1 for sure. Yeah, I might try just one to see what it's like, um, like it did with the last one. But I, you know, I really don't spend my cartel coins because, uh, well, f- the first time, I mean, for the first couple of years, I was saving them because, you know, we transfer servers at the drop of a hat. Right. Wow. But <laughs> rub it in. 50 rub episodes in. you've been doing this. Go ahead. But continue. the uh but now I I basically hold on to it because as everybody knows I'm I'm an achievement whore and a, and a collections junkie. So, um I do it to just fill out collections that I can't find on on yeah. GTN. That's a good point. Like um, I bought the uh, the the Cathar sword. Oh, I love that thing. I I wielded that for a long time on my assassin. The double-bladed one. Yes. Moving on. All right, so will we get to keep the expertise crystal schematics that we already have? So basically, somebody says, I read in the developer tracker that the expertise color crystal schematics will no longer be trainable in 4.1. Will we get to keep the expertise crystal schematics that we already have? The long and the short of this is they're not removing any schematics from players that have already learned them. So if you know it, they're not going to take it from you. Right. I mean, I don't know what that means as far as I'm guessing that because of the what they said before, they're going to change everything to plus 41. But... That's just my assumption. Do we care? Uh, not so much for me. Let's move on. Um, so, and then real quick, just a bug thing. Conquests are broken again. Boom. Shocker. Yeah. So the team has finished looking into what has caused this week's conquest not to stop, start properly. Unfortunately, it's more complex, et cetera, et cetera. So there will be no conquest this week, which is too bad for you people know, who are just... really into that. All right, man. So we don't have much else as far as SWOTOR news. And so I think what's important here is we just talk about the the big thing that you are probably... Stacks are going to 9,999. Way to bury the lead, bro. Um, yeah, so I was going to read the post, but one of the issues we've seen brought up quite a bit in this thread is storage space. Although we weren't adding new bays at this time, someone was asking about new bays, one change, and they said this very offhandly, one change uh, will to help with storage is that any item which previously stacked to 99 will now stack to 9,099. Now... I remember when this happened. Nine hundred and ninety-nine. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, the point is, it's a lot. It's almost. It's almost ten thousand. So here's the thing: when I played EverQuest two, yes. Okay, uh, the wife and I ran up against this problem. I did a lot of crafting in that game, and what was interesting was they changed it from uh, the top was I think nine hundred ninety-nine. Um, yeah, they eventually moved to nine hundred ninety-nine. I mean, that that's what I expected them to do, but to go to nine thousand ninety-nine. This clears up like three bays yeah, in I, my in my legacy hole. Um, this is going to be great for me. Um, you know, if they had moved to just nine ninety nine, I would probably still have some max stacks. Well, sure, but you would have two of those instead of or three of those instead of right only one exactly. You know, but the uh, um, but Bioware don't think I'm letting you off the hook because I would still oh, like my go. RP chests closets and weapons cases i'm not calling this but, episode but, stackable storage i'm not doing it but i am very excited and i'm <laughs> really looking forward to episode 4.1 and even with the new chapter i think update, i'm gonna be spending episode my, but you said episode you're very episode excited 10 update 4.1 got it i am still probably going to be spending my first couple days just moving around max <laughs> 
So, man, I mean, this is our discussion topic, and I fully expected you to rant on stackable storage, but I think this is important. I think that this opens up a lot of, I know for me, like, I have stuff spread all over so many different tunes. The cool part for me is to be able to go to every one of those tunes and put everything into legacy storage for crafting. Right. And then I don't have to worry about, oh, what tune has all of my slicing stuff? Okay. Exactly. I got to go get this from them and because I don't have enough room for this. And, you know, my legacy storage is full, you know, and it always has been full. And I would like it not to be full. I want there to be one tab with crafting materials for all of my tunes. Exactly. It makes it a lot easier. And um, I totally get that. And especially for those of us that have pretty much maxed out bays on all tunes. Right. Um to basically to max out your bay first I mean first of all your personal storage costs about 500,000 credits I believe. Yeah, something like that. It's like 5,000 then 10,000 then 25 then 50 then 100 then 250 I think. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. So it's a huge amount but to open up all your bays on each character is I mean your last bay, your fifth bay is 2.5 million credits. Right, if you do it for a legacy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but then even to open it up for your personal one, it's like a million credits on your third bay. Right, but you can do that across um, your legacy for for inventory too. If you buy with cartel coins, which I do, which I don't, which I do, but I don't. So anyway, so I've put <laughs> millions of credits into just my storage. Cool. So I'm very excited about this, and uh, it's just going to make it a lot easier because, like I said, for two reasons. One, um, having it all in legacy storage makes it a lot easier when you are crafting because you don't have to say who has what, da 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 But also with the uh, advent of the new uh, weekly quest from C2N2, you would always have to – right. Be on that one tune. Or yeah, when right. you would always just have to make sure you had one row just for that stuff in your legacy storage and everything. Now it's less of an issue. Cool. Anything else on this? No, I'm just very excited. Well done. Yeah, I mean, this is, and this kind of came as a nice, pleasant surprise. It came as something kind of off the cuff. Oh, by the way, we're doing this. Right. And I cannot wait to see the patch notes for 4.1. They're going to be very long, and that's going to be probably next week, us. Right. Considering we're going to record a couple days after 4.1 drops. Yeah, let's, uh, let's let Future Us worry about that. Oh, Future Us is going to be busy. Always. But here's the thing. Um, I'm not worried about that because I'm present me present and you have a little something in your hand brewski well brewski called a little something oh yeah (laughs) okay now that it got awkward let's move on to podcast corner let me guess uh oh i hate you you're gonna say it wait wait don't do it at least make it so i don't have to cut it go ahead so i shouldn't go i won't say that uh sans pants shocking um the reason i'm bringing up sans pants shocker is because they have a new D and uh D episode three episodes actually on Bandcamp. you have to pay for them but the reason i'm bringing this up is because uh one of our listeners was very thankful of the fact that i brought them up because they're really into them now the D episodes so i thought i would help that listener out by encouraging them to purchase this three episode D is for james Volume one. Very cool. No, don't get me wrong. I do like them. Let me just tell you. If you don't listen to three people, really, the the cool thing about this D&D for James one is the fact that <laughs> Adam is the DM and the the three guys who are really like going through the adventure are really trying to push him to the brink of insanity. 
Like I remember you. It's a lot of fun. Week, last week you mentioned something about a guy said, "I just want to." Yeah, and it's like so. The whole thing start. This one starts out just so you guys know. He wants one of the guys is like, "Is there a brothel around?" <laughs> and he and he's elected to talk the entire time in a Scottish accent, and just to upset the DM, he's like, "I just want to go to a brothel and find an overweight woman to have sex with." And it is specifically an overweight woman. Specifically, and it's it's brilliant. Anyway, it's really funny. It's a lot of fun. I I really am enjoying these guys. So, their all their stuff is out there, of course. Um, and you know, if you don't want to pay for this one, a lot of their stuff's for free anyway. Okay, uh, you know, nice little tangent. Before we went out drinking for our uh, pre-drinking tonight, um, I was just chilling at Marshall's place, and uh, I just had my iPhone out, and I was just messing around with Siri. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> I swear, Siri was our DM tonight because I kept. I, <laughs> Just trying to keep coming up with stuff. Just trying to piss her off. <laughs> I was, and so I, I just, like, I just finally said, Siri, I want to see some naked ladies. Oh my god, I have to cut this. <laughs> and he, he said that is both inappropriate and <laughs> inappropriate and something, something, and I'm uh, like, which is important. Well, it's just like you, you know, that guy telling his DM he wanted to go to a brothel. That's a good point. Well, and except for I just want to see him. I didn't necessarily want to, you know, engage in. Then they gamble. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, check it out. Uh, that's my recommendation for this week. If you want to spend a couple bucks on some good quality fun, listening to people play D anD D, which doesn't sound appealing for some, but it's worth it. It's fun. Yeah, and then also this week, uh, Coffee with Kenobi had a great suggestion, and I have not had a chance to listen to them yet, but I'm definitely going to give them a shot. Our uh, lattes with Leia. That's in my community shoutouts for Star Wars. That's why I was segueing. Hello. Oh, but I didn't play the bumper. Should we just put that in podcast corner? That's what I was thinking. Boom. Moving it. Continue. I've listened to it. So I, that's what I was saying is I was introing it to give you that segue. Thanks, buddy. So as I was saying, Coffee with Kenobi had a great suggestion, and I'm definitely going to check them out. They're called Lattes with Leia. Marshall, have you listened to them yet? I have listened to them, and it is two women. Amy Radcliffe is one. and Amy Radcliffe is awesome. Yeah, I and- love her in everything. And Doctor, her name just went in my head, um, is her co-host. Uh, they do a great show. And, and what's really cool is they're just trying to talk about Star Wars from their perspective. It's not necessarily like from a female perspective, but it's just, I guess, Coffee with Kenobi, the guys just really wanted a all-female podcast. And it's really cool. They talk about Ray. In this episode, it's called A Ray of Hope. Definitely check it out. It's their first show. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's really good. I mean, definitely worth checking out. So maybe we'll talk about it more next week once you listen. Very cool. Um, and, you know, actually, I want to do one more quick little shout out. This is not a podcast at all, but I watched the uh, the daily show from a couple nights ago. So this would be in uh, the 1st of February, I believe, if you want to check it out. And I can't remember her name, but her his guest uh, he had on that night was a woman who runs the organization called Girls Who Code. Oh right, I watched that. Yeah, and it's a it's a great organization uh, to help engage high school females to get into computer coding. I'm really glad you brought that up because she was on Trevor Noah. Yeah, as well. Is that what I said? Um, did you say Daily Show? I thought you might have said someone else. Well, I said I think I said Daily Show. Okay, was, my bad. Whatever. Anyway. Um, it was Daily Show with Trevor Noah on I believe it was February first, and I can't remember her name, but uh, it's Girls Who Code, and uh, it's a fantastic organization that engages uh, high school females into computer science because as it turns out some of the original all-star coders from like the 70s um, were women which i had no idea neither did i and that i guess like in the late 70s like 54 percent of computer science majors were women and now it's down to 14 yeah, because it's, it's down to 14 percent 
are women coders. Same. And um, it's just it's a huge boom industry that w- women are just not ta- is taking as much uh, advantage of, and especially with the advent of uh, app technology and stuff like that, computer coding is just you know it's it's incredible to get into and uh, i mean i'm right now like we work at a high school yeah and i help uh work with a, a fresh a freshman stem class which stands for science technology engineering and math and they're basically learning the logo language and so this is my first experience with coding and it's very very basic yeah uh well not ba- it's not basic language it's elementary right and uh but it, it but it's very important and um it's a it's a great organization and she says there's just this uh ongoing misconception of the the programmer right of the guy in his hoodie in his basement just i was really happy to, and we actually looked on the website after that um, which is girlswhocode.com yeah the wife and i were looking and and, and it's a really it's amazing what they're doing and w- what's really cool about that is the fact that they're opening this up to a different uh, a, a section of the population that would bring and especially if we're talking about apps, that would bring a totally different perspective to what type of apps are out there because of the fact that they're women and what they go through and that kind of thing and how they see things. And I thought that was a really cool, it's a really cool program. It is. And, and also it's really becoming um, much more prevalent in pop culture as well, which ties it back in with us because as you know, even though, you know, with, you know, Steve Jobs and the Pirates of Silicon Valley, which is an old great TBS movie, um, but also uh, Halt and Catch Fire and Silicon Valley, which are on TV now, um, which is all very male centric. We're forgetting that some of the most popular shows on TV have female badass programmers. Felicity Smoke. Felicity Smoke and Arrow. You've got... Um, it was uh, a, the, that comment on the last uh, Flash. Did you catch that comment? Who's the baddest coder? Yeah. Uh, when, um, what's his face? Uh, vibe. Uh, uh, Ramon. Ramon. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> is his last name? His last name just starts with a C. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it Anyway, the point is, is that he's like, who's the baddest coder? And they're both like, Felicity Smoke. <laughs> exactly. Um, but also, uh, Polly Perrette's character, Abby, in NCIS, and uh, uh, Vagnus's uh, role in Criminal Minds, and uh, the female programmer in CSI Cyber. It's like, it's all come down to female badass. Which I think coders. needs to keep going. And in combination with this program, I think that's that's good. Yeah, so definitely if you, uh, I mean, I, I know the majority of our listeners are probably men, but um, as both of us working at a high school and trying to encourage the youth of tomorrow, um, well, the youth of today into adults of tomorrow, Indeed. if you know a high school girl that's uh, interested, they're definitely taking uh, applications to their program now, so go to girlswhocode.com. So I thought it was cool. They're actually looking for teachers, too. Yes, is cool. that is very cool. Um, uh, the name of the other half of Lattes with Leia was Dr. Andrea Letamendi. Very nice. I thought I'd throw that in there. All right, man. So shall we get to Star Wars? Yeah, that was a pretty quick, uh, sword tour section. Let's, uh, head on into a wider galaxy. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. So here we are, weirdo. Um, so <laughs> would you stop? 
All right, so let's start with film stuff, dude. Um, well, you have the first few. Is it me? Yeah, it's all. Okay, you. so you and McGregor talk Star Wars: The Force Awakens on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, which is kind of cool. Let me open this up. Uh, it's the cool thing about this is he talks about what he recorded for the flashback. Oh yeah, very cool that he came in for a day of recording, and uh, um, I'm you know I didn't hear you and McGregor's side of this, but uh, I remember seeing something last week of. Uh, J.J. Abrams talking about Ewan coming in. Yeah, so he came in, he basically says, uh, it says, McGregor reprised as the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Ray's Force Dream, along with a snippet of Alec Guinness's voice. So he said, uh, Ray, these are your first steps, was a line from the movie featuring the actor's voices, and Guinness voiced the word Ray, which was taken from a word uh, the actor previously said with afraid. I know, which I thought was very cool that they were able to snip that. Yeah, it was neat. And Ewan McGregor voiced the rest. And so Yoda also was featured there. So I guess he was talking about on Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't watch the clip. I don't really watch Kimmel. Um, but I, I probably I like should have watched it. I like his mean tweets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's cool, man. I, I'm glad that he's coming back. And I'm also wondering, I have also, I, I guess the fact that that happened, I'm wondering if we're going to get even more flashbacks later. Um, I really wouldn't doubt it, especially if we're going to be getting uh, origin stories of Han and Boba Fett uh, coming in the, f- the coming years, and especially if they introduce them in Rogue One, right? one or the other, and uh, maybe give a little s- snippet of a flashback there to kind of set up their stories. And, and I'm guessing, I guess they touted it as a, um, a forced dream. Not necessarily right. a flashback, but I mean, it was right. a flashback. Well, it showed future, past, present. It was just, it was a force enhanced vision. Always in motion, the future is. Yes, it is. Um, and, and actually, before we get too far away from Jimmy Kimmel, I would like to, I have an idea for Kimmel. If you're going to do another mean tweets, do a Star Wars based one, bring in Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, okay. Aiden Christensen, uh, Oscar Isaac, and Daisy Ridley, and Harrison Ford. That would be an awesome one. Uh, you got that, Kimmel? He doesn't listen to this. No. Okay, so so <laughs> the next thing we have here is Colin Trevorrow wants to film Star Wars Episode Nine in space. Yeah, I don't want him to get that crazy. Um, let me read this because I want to see what you I think. Mean, did he film Jurassic World in a real I'm, dinosaur park? I'm not 100% sure what he's talking about. So similar to what Christopher Nolan did with Interstellar, Colin Trevorrow lets it be known that he wants Episode Nine to be as authentic as can be. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, but he doesn't. Um, he wants to film it on film. That's one thing. So he says, during a panel at the Sundance Film Festival, Trevorrow stated he wants to use IMAX cameras out in space. Okay, now it depends. Is that for, like, establishing well, shots? Well, let's see. So I asked the question, is it possible for us to shoot IMAX plates in actual space for Star Wars, uh, Trevorrow said. Time.com reports. I've gotten an, I haven't gotten an answer yet, but they've shot IMAX in space. I don't know what this means. And Trevorrow also let it be known that he wants to shoot Star Wars Episode Nine on film rather than digital, which I said a second ago. And the only place where I tend not to be able to attach myself entirely to something shot digitally is when it's a period film. There's something in my brain that goes, well, they didn't have video cameras then, Trevorrow said. Film tends to remind us of memories of our childhoods the way we used to see films. I could never shoot Star Wars on anything but film because it's a period film. It happened a long time ago. Which I am actually kind of all for. I mean, I do like film. And it just because it's recorded on film does not mean that's how it's going to be distributed. True. Because basically what film does is, I mean, anybody who remembers going to theaters, is film gives you that kind of worn overall aesthetic. Right. And I think that's what he's going for, which I'm okay with. 
I'm okay with it too, the film part of it. I'm confused about the space part of it. Does he just want to like take an iMac camera into space and like get space shots? Well, it could go a few different ways. I mean, they could always get involved with, you know, Elon Musk or SpaceX or whatever sure. and do something like that. Or you could, they could just do some high orbit stuff with like the vomit comet and stuff, which has already been done before. Well, sure. But that, I, I don't know what the, I just don't know what the priority with that would be. Why he's so adamant about that. Uh, I think it would just because he would like to have, um, some authentic space imagery for, uh, establishing and background shots. Okay. Sounds good. Instead of just having digitally created star fields. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, if they just throw some star fields out there, I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson just going to say it's like the wrong sky, right? <laughs> but it is in a galaxy far, far away. Indeed. So what do we think? What's next? Yoda and Vader? Uh, yeah. You know, there's been piecemeal uh, stuff coming out over the last few weeks about how uh, there were ideas for Yoda and Vader to be uh, conceptualized for The Force Awakens. And um, they were ultimately cut. Yoda, Yoda actually had some uh, audio footage recorded. Um, uh, Frank Oz came in and did a whole day of recording. Really? Um, and none of it even made it to the editing bay. It wow. just what, decided not to be used. Um, and then Vader didn't make it out of the concept phase. It was in some concept art. But I'm actually glad they didn't. Because as it is, people are already kind of deriding The Force Awakens for a little bit too much fan service. Right. And that would have just been over the top. It would have been. And it would it would have detracted from... I mean, what we love right now, I mean, what I love right now about that film are the three new guys. Exactly. Know? It would have been the equivalent of uh, having Chewbacca in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and Han was great. Oh, Han, Han was great. Han was fantastic. But the new guys are where it's at. Um, the next thing, uh, there's a rumored uh, Rogue One villain, and people are, are uh, hypothesizing this might be Ben Mendelsohn. I think it's Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. Um, I haven't and, seen this. What are we talking about? Yeah, this is a, uh, let me see who is this coming from. This is through comic book news, um, but it's uh, quoting somebody. Uh, do you see it on there? It says there's a bad guy or person of Not some. Me. I'm looking for the person quoted. Making Star Wars? Oh, yeah, Making Star Wars website. And it's basically, uh, there's a bad guy who's a little bit older, and there's a, uh, he's in a huge, majestic white cape that's split down the middle. So it's Ooh. kind of like a dual cape. Can I have a majestic white cape? Uh, <laughs> just saying. I just, no, I just had the visual no. image of you wearing one. And, uh, but oh, evidently, it, there's a, it says, uh, in the film, there's a beautiful shot of this imperial, uh, this imperial treading through a shallow body of water with said cape trailing him. Mm. And that's just a, a cool image. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, and it actually says, I'm told he has a badass sidearm and a really cool name. So we'll see where that goes. If he was black, I'd say it's Lando. Uh, no, but this is, he's all, Lando's also not a villain, but there's also been, you know, widespread yeah. speculation. Uh, he's a rogue. Uh, you're right anyways or he's a uh scoundrel scoundrel there yes. you go That's um it. we've already heard widespread speculation that vader is going to be in this next one which it would just be a waste of uh, of an idea if he isn't um but you've got he's have, not going to wear a white cape either so, we're no, definitely not so it's got to have a secondary character for sure um and then Someone took the time to uh, translate the writing that's <laughs> on Poe Dameron's uh, X-wing it. vest. Is this for real? Yeah, and it's written in, er in Orbash, which is you know the standard uh, galactic language in, in Star Wars. And if you look over his left breast on his uh, on his Resistance uh, vest that he wears when he's flying, uh, it actually says benignly. 
pull to inflate. Stop it. So it actually tells us that uh, the vest that X-Wing pilots wear can be used as a life-saving device in the event of a water landing. <laughs> <laughs> I just a picture before they all take off some like uh, stewardess standing there telling them with a, when they're looking at pamphlets, <laughs> you know, where's your closest exit? Pull to inflate. It's on your left. Help others before helping yourself. Okay, you know what I see? No, help yourself before helping others. I, I see the scene in uh, Top Gun when they're going into the dead spin and you hear Tom Cruise yell, don't hit the canopy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so that's hilarious. All right, so what do we got? I have some uh, new gaming news. Yeah, you know, I still haven't watched this trailer. The trailer's hilarious. And um, so they're Lego Star Wars, The Force Awakens. The Lego games are great. They are. They're a lot of fun. The beef I have with them is they're only two players and not four. And True. that they're very puzzle-based. So my kids have a hard time with them. I well, w- they're getting older. Yeah, they're, they'll get there. But I wish they were more free-formed or, you know, more platform- platforming, not platforming plus puzzle-solving, you know? Um, but that aside, there's going to be a Force Awakens version of it. And there's a couple things here. One is the trailer's hilarious. You got to check it right. out. It's basically that trailer where um, it starts off with Finn getting up in the in the sand and breathing heavy and, and all that. That's and, awesome. And they spoof through the whole thing. It's it's freaking hilarious. And then the other thing is uh, there's a hint here that uh, Boba Fett will show up in Rogue One. Very cool. Through the game. So, you know, sometimes these games kind of hint at things to come. So um, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm, I know it's for Xbox 360. I don't have the next-gen stuff yet. But I'm secretly hoping it's going to be four players instead of two. But I doubt it. Uh, but I'm excited about it. It's not coming out until June, I think. You so. know, what this got me thinking, though, was the fact that they've already had the Lego movie. Uh, they're in production on Lego Batman right now. Right. With, with the wonderful Will Arnett coming back to voice Batman. He's amazing. He is amazing. But I would love them to follow through on this and do a Lego Star Wars movie where it's a different storyline or even the same Star Wars storyline, but do it, you know, Lego wise and also Lego Harry Potter, Lego Indiana Jones, which they've all done for the games. Right. And, and the one the kids are playing right now, Lego Dimensions, there's Doctor Who and there's all these other exactly. things in there, which is really cool. But um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I think the only issue is licensing. It's the licensing plus the canonization now of all stuff going forward. How are they going to, are they going to be okay with, with right. that? You know, um, keeping it all in sync, but well, that, that's just them working together with Lucasfilm. Right. Exactly. So, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. And yeah, Bob, Lego Boba Fett looks amazing. I mean, especially since, uh, you know, they've already worked with, uh, with battlefront to introduce the, uh, the Boba Fett is alive canon. Right. And also if Boba Fett's in the Rogue One game, that's canon. So, you know, they already have a history of working with Lego and other f- gaming companies. True. To introduce a uh, canon. So cool, man. And uh, last thing here in Star Wars, uh, we have uh, some merchandise stuff. Oh, actually, scroll back up a little bit. We're going to go back to Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, we are? Um, which we mentioned last week. You don't have crazy. anything in the show notes. Since I do. Out. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Read it. Oh, you got it. There. Next page. Sorry. Uh, that Galaxy of Heroes we, we talked about last week raised its level cap to 70. Yep. Um, I hit 67 late last night. Nice. Congrats. And I'm only, only 54. I'm only four shards away from unlocking Vader. Oh, you're my hero. I am excited. But the very cool thing is a lot more members of our close-knit community have started yep, to join. Totally. So Chinook joined, Jesse joined, uh, JT. There's a whole bunch of people that play Galaxy of Heroes. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun. I just wanted to give them a little shout-out. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's a fun game. Yes, it is. Uh, now on to some merchandise. Last thing, last couple things. So we have <laughs> uh, this we've talked about. It, there was a rumor that said the Blu-ray for The Force Awakens was coming out in April. 
Right. Um, and it says the Blu-ray will be available in April. Okay. People who pre-ordered the Star Wars Force Awakens Blu-ray received an email from Amazon stating that the estimated release date is April 5th. Okay. You can currently pre-order Star Wars Force Awakens Blu-ray on Amazon for 20 bucks, And it's expected the Star Wars Force Awakens Blu-ray will feature special features and deleted scenes, which we've talked about before. So um, I'm going to do it. Well, yeah, but you know what my first thought is? Mm. Missed opportunity. Why? May 4th. Oh. Uh, Should yeah. just wait a week. Why, why not? Well, they would have waited a month if it's April 5th. But still, yeah, I wonder why they didn't go Unless they're May worried the about pirating, but... Yeah, maybe. Moving on. All right. Uh, then uh, my last thing is I received my first Muggler's Bounty box this week. I wish I had ordered one. Um, I got the Resistance box. I would have gotten my first order box, but for some reason UPS uh, thought I didn't live where I lived anymore. So now it's uh, on its way back to uh, Smuggler's Bounty, and so I need to get that back. Name. But it was very cool. I got a nice Chewbacca Funko and a very cool... Funko Force Awakens shirt. Oh, that shirt was awesome. And uh, a cool little pin and a uh, How much else of the mug? And a patch. Oh, the mug, dude. I also got a C3PO Funko mug. So it's a nice little uh oblong cube. Uh, yeah, it's cube. a weird it's a weird shape. It looks like a Funko Square, head. Yeah, yeah, but uh the best part is uh oh yeah, the handle is red. <laughs> so it's like the red arm that that C3PO has. So it's very cool and I've actually used it and it's quite good. Did you recognize him with the red arm? I did. <laughs> uh, oh, so anyway so yeah so very cool i can't wait to get to the next one and uh marshall of course has already uh signed up for a different box yeah no i um this is more merchandise for the next section but i'll just throw it in there because we're talking about boxes uh, i got the deadpool one i'm excited for that one too i'm pretty amped about that i'm also going to do the next smuggler's bounty and i'm still toying with this idea but um i kind of skipped a month on my loot crate and i'm thinking about uh doing their they're doing a every two month box like these other guys, right? But it's Firefly, very cool. Which uh, if I don't I think, I think if I don't do it, I don't think I'm I'm really a true brown coat. Yeah, I like no, of course not, but I like how they're going to a more specific brand instead of like an overall space. Thing. Well, well, they're focusing on fandoms, and I and I think this is important. I think which is why the Deadpool one is going to make a zillion dollars, which is right. why the Star Wars ones are going to make so much money, and why they're going to do well is because I, as much as I like Loot Crate. There's really one or two things in there, maybe, that I'm really into. Right. The rest are sitting in the box over here, and a bunch of it I gave out over Christmas. And I think if I know every two months I'm going to get a crate full of Firefly stuff, I'm yeah. in. I'm super amped about that. Or so, creative Harry Potter stuff, or right. creative Doctor Who stuff. or I mean, they can go anywhere with these things, and it's a shame that we didn't start any of these franchises. But I know, right? Can you imagine a creative Indiana Jones stuff? Just saying. That'd anyway. Awesome. Um, shall we get to pop culture? Pop culture. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. And we're definitely going to talk about that tonight. Yes. Way to keep it awkward. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) So we're going to start with some convention stuff. Yes. News. This is news for us. This is some news. News. Okay, well, as everybody knows, we've been trying to uh, get into San Diego Comic-Con for your fifth year in a row, my mm-hmm. fourth out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've decided to kind of uh, branch out. So, like, earlier this uh, – or the last year I did uh, Phoenix Comic-Con. Right. Which was a lot of fun. Um, but this year they uh, – uh, Wozniak, the Woz himself, has Woz. started one in San Jose. Uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con, man, the inaugural uh, 
Silicon Valley Comic Con is this year, and it's in March, uh, March 18th through 20th, and we applied for press passes and got them. Excited. So, I mean, I've got a ton of family in the Bay. It's going to be a cheaper trip for us. It's a few hours away, so we're we're going to do it. And we were going to have some more details. I would like to do, like, a meetup or something. That would be definitely cool. Um, You know, or at least get some folks together, whether it be store tour or whatever, and just and hang out. So we're, we're toying with that idea a little bit, but either way, we're going to be down there. So if you're going to be at Silicon, at Silicon Valley uh, Comic Con, let us know, and we'll we'll hang out. Yeah, and there's uh, so many people that have already committed, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people from Firefly. Oh, yeah. Fillion and Tudic, um, uh, Karen Gillan is going to be there. For sure. Uh, but uh, just this week, it's announced that they are doing a Back to the Future reunion. That's so cool. It's the first reunion of uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, and Leah Thompson in North America at a geek show. So uh, Really cool, but expensive. Yeah, well, it's $10 just to go to the, the panel, which is fine. We're going to do that. But if you want to do some of the special event things where you actually get to meet them and get some autographs and stuff, it's anywhere from 350 to $750. And, and granted, you're getting a lot for that. But, I mean, we're talking – that's that's a good chunk of change. It is. So I think I'm just going to drop the 10 bucks and go to the panel. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that. Right. It's going to be a cool So, uh, you know, just be on the lookout for more uh, SVCC news. Yep. We'll have more to come. And all right, let's get to TV, dude. TV. Iron Fist actor has been cast for Marvel Netflix series. You know, I'm glad because, you know, they were seriously considering dropping Iron Fist just as recent as a few months ago. And I'm excited they're not because they're going to follow through on the whole Defenders concept. And now they've already got a showrunner. Now they've cast the lead. It shows they're all going, they're going in on this. So what it says is Luke Cage actor Mike Coulter uh, told Collider the following. The actor has been cast, but he's been... But he's in the basement somewhere. When the time is right, they'll they'll let him up and tell him where he is. I'm excited. I'll get a nice little break after doing Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Whether I'm in his show, I don't know. But there's the Defenders. Yeah, well, they're going to do Defenders, but I don't see how they can't how they can't not have him right in iron fist because if you remember back to the 70s they're comics, buddies they they, they are they they had a run together called iron fist and power or Paraman and iron fist yeah. or iron fist and power man and the two of them show up periodically in deadpool comics well why wouldn't they everybody is, shows up in deadpool which is hilarious um so let's see no premiere date has been announced for iron fist daredevil season two premieres in march 18th and luke cage is speculated to va- do- debut in november Jessica Jones also, as we talked about, has been uh, is up for season two. Yeah, and that's obviously going to be coming out in 2017. So you know, we talk a lot about DC really doing a good job um, on you know on CW and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, this this these Marvel series on on Netflix are are phenomenal, absolutely killing it. And you know, and to throw in there Agent Carter, which we've been talking about, um, which I would like to talk to you more about once you catch up. Um, you know, in Angels of Shield and stuff. You know, Marvel's doing a really good job on TV as well. So they are. Let's not forget that. Speaking of TV, Jada Pinkett Smith is returning for Gotham season two. I don't know how because I know what happened to her in season one, but we'll I see what happens. I don't, but I'm guessing she. Spoilers: she dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, not much. No, it's of a... okay. No, I listened to Hollywood Babylon this week, and they were uh, all kinds of not happy that she's coming back. <laughs> well, and the thing is, I. She's she was one of my least favorite characters. In well, the she's series. kind of overacting in it, isn't she? Yeah, she does overact, and and for me, that was one of the weaker points of Gotham, which is why I didn't get really past the fourth or fifth episode. Right, I, and I would like to go back because I hear season two villains is is phenomenal, and I want to check that out. But eh, I could do without Jada Pinkett Smith. 
But that's just, that is what it is. Um, there's also an announcement. Cartoon Network announces a new Justice League action cartoon. Oh, very cool. Which we have a link to in the show notes. Uh, CW picks up a live action Archie series. Yeah. Called Riverdale. Now, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, we did. And the, the, <laughs> the first thing that jumped out of my mind is how are they legitimately going to have Jughead wearing a crown Every day in real life. Well, in this, uh, um, I guess the best way to explain it would be a tiara. Um, no, well, it's a you know, it's a drawing. You know. Oh, in the concept art, yeah. In the concept art, he's wearing a. Uh, it looks like a beanie of sorts, with like maybe a Charlie Brown kind of on the side. Interesting. So we'll see. Oh, so kind of have the look of a crown. Got yeah. It. So it says it's announced the CW has picked up the live action TV Archer TV series Riverdale 2016 March Archie's- Archie not Archer. Oh, Archie. Ooh, I'm to have Archer on the mind. We were talking about that earlier. Archie TV series Riverdale 2016 marks Archie's 75th anniversary and the series starts filming in the spring. So written by Archie Comics Chief Creative Officer uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and produced by Warner Brothers Studios and Berlanti Productions. So it's going to happen. Well, it's Berlanti, so that's good. But do we need this now? You know, Archie has been long time popular and the it's 75 years later. It is, but Archie Comics has had a rebirth like because they've had it's Archie true. versus Predator, true, Archie true. versus Terminator, I think, and it's just random. Yeah, we'll see. So DC <laughs> still has plans for Titans. Oh, is it Teen Titans? Teen Titans, yeah. I just thought, see what you were saying. Yeah, so, um, so following the disappointing news that TNT canceled the live action Teen, titans tv series it's when dc still has plans for titans in development so dc entertainment chief creative officer jeff johns informed tv line they knew ahead of time tnt wasn't going forth with titans tv series um but they're going to go forward regardless so basically what they say is uh we've known that they for months and months and it's not news to us we have plans for titans uh it's a huge piece of dc and we have plans so they have plans well that's kind of cool but mm. they can give it to berlanti should you just announce that you have plans and say we have plans, and just say we have plans. Well, it worked out with JFK when he just announced the space program. He had plans. Yeah, he did. That's a good pull. All right, so moving on. Uh, Sci-Fi Greenlight's futuristic thriller, inc- <laughs> Incorporate. Incorporate? Incorporate? How do you say that? I would say Incorporate. Incorporate from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. The re- only reason I flagged this was because Damon and Affleck are working together again. Well, they uh, they have for a long time. They have a a, a something they do called Greenlight Studios. Okay, and uh, th- I don't know if they still have it ongoing, but for years that they ran a uh, a yearly film uh, student film project called Greenlight. Okay, so it's in inco- they, they there was a typo. It's called Incorporated. Okay, that makes sense. That makes more sense. So it's basically saying um, set in near future where corporations have unlimited power. Incorporated centers around uh, Ben Larson a young executive who conceals his true identity to infiltrate a very dangerous corporate world to save the woman he loves. But he soon learns that he's not the only one whose secrets may have deadly consequences. This definitely sounds like something you could teach in your big brother. It really does, which I'm excited about. So um, more to that when it, when it gets going, it's going to be a 13 episode first season um, and they're producing it, which is cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's something very cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, What is this? Pendergast. Oh, yeah. Uh, some news dropped today. Um, for those of us who uh, read, as well as, you know, other stuff, there's a, a big series of books written by uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child, uh, and they center around a uh, an agent named Pendergast. 
right? And it started with a book called The Relic, which was actually turned into a 90s movie with Penelope Ann Miller and Tom Sizemore, um, which is really good. And it just kind of, uh, it's it's a really good book. And they had a sequel called Reliquary. Um, but and now they're on like their 12th or 13th book centered around Pendergast. Hmm. And it looks like that they are letting uh, Gail Ann Hurd, who works on The Walking Dead, uh, they're going to be giving her the reins to uh, turn Pendergast into a TV series. Sounds awesome. Yeah, he's really interesting, and it deals a lot with uh, not necessarily supernatural stuff, but I mean, the, like the devil's involved, and uh, the relic is kind of cool. It involves somebody who had shipped uh, some stolen artifacts from South America up uh-huh. to the Natural History Museum in New York. I think it was New York or Chicago, one or the other. And um, but in those crates. Uh, some plants had been sent as packing and it turns out um, that a creature had been able to gestate while it was being shipped up and ended up uh, living in the sewers underneath the city <laughs> and it was killing people at an event at the museum. It was really kind of interesting. The book is fantastic. The movie was rather cheesy. Yeah. Um, but the, as it kind of would have to be, but the book was, was really good huh, Cool. and I really enjoyed it. So um it's definitely a series of books that I haven't followed along with over the years, uh, but it started off strong, and so I would like to see it turn into a serial. Cool, man. Sounds good. Uh, what do we got next? Super Bowl stuff. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl's happening, dude. Super Bowl is Sunday. And there's there's a lot of... I think I think basically that's something we could do a whole segment about, is just Super Bowl ads and yeah, well, trailers there's, there's and all that. There's always big ads. And um, um, the first thing is the Jungle Book uh, released a quick teaser of a Super Bowl trailer that they're going to be doing very cool uh um during the super bowl and i mean just going back a couple of years the famous uh, uh i think it was volkswagen commercial where yeah. it showed the little kid dressed as vader trying to make people do things then right. he goes out and he tries to start the car and the dad starts it remotely oh yeah that was great and he's like all excited and there's some deadpool stuff that's going to come up exactly. there's, there's a bunch of stuff that's happening uh, but, but the big one is comic book news uh, got a nice little weird box in the mail this week and it was from coca-cola and marvel and inside were six cans with minimalist uh, interpretations of, of Marvel characters with their iconic symbols as their eyes. Yeah, it looked really cool. Um, so, like, Captain America has shields for eyes. Ant-Man has an ant for his eyes. Falcon had a bird. Right, and, Black yeah. Widow had a Black Widow. And so, very, very kind of cool. And inside, uh, it was a little note that said, uh, you know, watch out for the stories on or the big game is only the beginning watch for there's a big Marvel Coke thing coming out. Very cool. Um, and if you want to see images of the Coke and of the Coke cans and the, uh, the card, I did post them on Pinterest already. Sweet. All right, man. So we're going to do something kind of different. Yeah. We, we decided because it's our 50th anniversary, we wanted to do a few 50th different anniversary, 50th, 50th episode, there first anniversary. Yeah. Um, we wanted to do a few things different. We went back to our origin story, but we also wanted to do something at, Talk about what else we've been working on. Yeah, and so we've been doing some spinoff shows. Uh, we've done the uh, we have real reviews, which we which we started as a segment on the main show, and it got kind of to the point to where there's it, always too much movie news. Yeah, it made more sense to move all that movie news and talk of trailers and any movies we've seen to another segment. So that's called real reviews. Um, we also have done the Universal Usual, which right. is we focus on a universe. We granted we've only done one of those so far, but we have. 
lots of plans for others. Exactly. Um, the one we've done in the past, um, we, I should have the episode handy, but, um, it was the first, uh, episode of that. And it was we called it verse one. Yeah. It was verse one and it was on the Arrowverse, which, uh, we're going to have a little follow up tonight yes. on that. And we also do a comic one called, uh, the usual one shot. And so what we thought about what we would do tonight is those of us, those of you that have just joined us for the first time or have been around for only a few episodes, we gave you our origin story again, which is kind of cool. And um, for those of us who usually just listen to our main show and don't venture off into our spinoffs. Exactly. So we're going to keep it very short. Yes. And um, we're going to do little tight versions of our spinoffs, except for comics. Uh, what we've decided to do is point you towards our last comic uh, issue. Which is our uh, most recent spinoff. Most recent spinoff, it was issue three. And we had our awesome, illustrious John Skeen join us. And we were talking about some Marvel one-shots. Exactly. Marvel so, Star Wars. Marvel Star Wars. So we're going to start with our universal usual. Yes, we are. Because uh, as we've already been talking about TV, and we said our first universal usual was based around the Arrowverse. Right. Um. The first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to have to rename that um, because although Arrow is a key cog in it, it is not just him and it's not like the Flash is a spinoff anymore. Um, and I've really kind of pulled this from Kevin Smith, who's really also gotten on board with this universe. Absolutely. Um, and just named it after the guy. It's the Berlantiverse. Okay. Because uh, he's the showrunner on everything. I'm down with that. And just to recap, last time we, we do focus on, we're focusing on the TV shows, Flash, we Arrow. Flash, Arrow, um, Supergirl. Right. And Vixen. Vixen. And now Legends of And now Legends of Tomorrow. Which and we're officially to talk about. now Supergirl, which is the first bit of news, is it has been now confirmed that Super that Supergirl and the Flash are gonna have a crossover. And this uh we had we included Supergirl in our Universal Usual uh talks just because it had been rumored that it was gonna be included, right. but now it is officially canon. And now we're confirmed, which and is good. I t- don't know how we forgot uh Constantine is also in the Oh, universe. Constantine. We talked about Constantine, too. We did. Yep. Um, but, so we're excited. So sometime later this season, there's going to be a spinoff of Supergirl and uh, The Flash, which is going to be phenomenal. Very cool. And so here we are. Uh, the I wanted to kind of... The one other piece of news, and I think we'll talk about this after we talk about the main thing, is let's really briefly talk about our impressions and what we think about uh, Legends of Tomorrow. This is, in my opinion... A kind of a I don't know the best way to explain it, but if you watch these shows, there are elements of all of these shows wrapped up in one awesome one hour romp. Yeah, and, <laughs> I don't know how best to explain it. Uh, first off, the the one thing I found kind of interesting after watching the first two episodes, which are brilliant, it's actually one pilot. Split it is, into two it is a pilot split into two episodes. Yeah, um, is the inclusion of of uh, Arthur Daverell right um, as Rip Hunter as Rip Hunter? Yep. Um, you know, other, you know, geek fans will know him as Rory Pond on uh, Doctor Who. Ah, uh, Rory. But I find it most fascinating that he comes from Doctor Who, the land of the Time Lords. Right. And in this, he is called a Time Master. And so he's the man of time. He is. <laughs> I, I, I'm really into the show. Uh, the first episode, I, 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 here's my, what I wish would have happened. I wish they had just done it in two, in one two hour chunk. Because I think that the first episode by itself, although good, had that gone right into the second episode, would have been, I think, would have hooked more people, uh, honestly. You know, I think that is... Especially they're spending a lot of money on this show. They are. And, and I, I, do, I don't disagree with you. But you're um, disagreeing with me. Well, no, because I don't watch it live. Um, okay. I watch everything later. So basically, mm. over the last two days, 
Um, well, not uh, over the course of two days, not the last two days, but over the course of two days, I watched in this order: uh, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow preview show, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. So over the course of two days, I watched eight hours of six and a half hours of of content, and so it it was all hooked. I, I see anyways. what you're saying. And see, my thing is, is I try to watch them. A standalone week at a time. So right. the wife and I watched Flash, Flash, basically the way it's aired, Flash, Arrow, the DC's Legend of Tomorrow. We watched those, right. uh, as, uh, as a chunk. Right. The other, you know, and actually we watched Legends of Tomorrow and then we watched the other two, but, uh, you know, um, but that's typically how well, we do it. They're not we quite tied in yet, except for, I'm afraid they're going to tie in and I have well, to watch Well, they, they will order. because in the first, uh, the first half of the, of the premiere of the pilot of Legends of Tomorrow, um, you did see, uh, uh, Laurel, um, right. At Black Canary. Right. Um, so overall impressions, what do you think of the show? Very, very good. I do like that the first time that they went to was my birth year of 1975 and rocked some bell bottoms and polyester uh, suits. It was a lot of fun kind of looking and, and I don't know if this is the second, and there's going to be minor spoilers in here. We're trying not to spoil everything, but, uh, with the second episode when they're talking about when they go and they see, uh, the young, um, young Martin, young Martin. And he's like, all right, let's go smoke a doobie and, uh, and, and talk about science or something. I was like, what? This is I amazing. Know, right? And it's just, it's a lot of fun, but the stakes are pretty high and they're not perfect. And there's something about this group that I really, really like. Yeah. And the, one of the cool things I like is they're starting to play with modern, uh, thoughts on old cultural taboo, taboos, mm-hmm. not taboos, taboos. Um, you almost so said taboo. I did. Um, for example, uh, the canary who is now the white canary, right. as evidenced by her costume outfit. Um, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that she's going to be getting a love interest that is based in the fifties. And oh. so, um, and for those of you who know, the, the white canary is gay. Right. So, um, it's obviously a female lover. And, you know, with the modern concept of this, they, they kind of touched on it where they were in a bar. In a like a hick bar oh, right. in the seventies, and this guy comes up to her who's obviously with another woman, and he comes up to the white canary and says, "How about we go out to my truck?" Obviously, he wanted to, yeah, you know. And she goes, uh, "You're not my type. You're a woman." On the other on hand, on the other hand, <laughs> and he's still trying. He's still not getting the hint that yeah, she's, he doesn't get it. Yeah, that she's gay, and just you know, this is back in you know a time when men could be seen as seeing women as not gay, but. Just needed to find the right man. Exactly. And he was going to be that right man. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so wrong person to make that choice with, dude. Well, and the other thing I want to uh, kind of put out there about about this show is that we did talk about it. It's only sticking around for one season. It's a great team up show. There's a bunch of uh, we've got some some of the, some of the best actors and characters, I think, from some of the villains and 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 side characters from yeah, Flash, Arrow, and everything. And I else. think that's one reason why it can, it, it's really going to be easy for them to only commit to one year is because yeah. all those characters are they're all going to be. I mean, you know that they're going to need the um, because actually, also in the the first part of the the pilot, you saw the Adam with uh, all right. of our queens, so right. you know they're going to be guesting on those other shows too. And it's a lot of work for these actors. It is. It is. And um, so. I guess what I want to say about this, and I don't want to, I don't want to get into spoilers and stuff, and we will come back to this, um, maybe at the mid-season wrap or, or whatever. I we think can we're do. deciding on the end of season. At the end of the season. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, I know that it's getting, it's not 
as well received as they were hoping in some circles from what i can gather but it's getting strong ratings it is the it most is important thing i mean you know in the in the fandom of course is going to have their right their their issues but i think i think it's going to be i think it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and berlanti is i think one of the strongest showrunners on tv right now um there is one if, if i can nitpick there's one thing i don't like that they're doing the Marvel is awesome at. Yeah. And that's incorporating their TV shows with the wider universe. Yeah. And we, they're, they're really dropping the ball there. Yeah. Well, we touched on this in our original universal usual where, um, they have two different flashes cast. Right. And it wouldn't be that big a deal because there are multiple flashes in the universe, but they have, it's the same it's Barry, Barry Allen. Allen. It's Barry Allen. Right? <laughs> they're, they're two actors playing the same guy. Right. And so not only that, they're, they are in talks right now to possibly have Tom Welling come back. Tom Welling was, Superman in Smallville, right? Right, and they're trying to get him in to be Superman and Supergirl, right? Which would be fine. I'm okay with that. But when you have, it's, it's really interesting that they already have Brandon Routh, who was Superman in Superman right, Returns. Right. <laughs> um, they've already got a Superman in the in the wings who can't play Superman. But I mean, there's a prime opportunity, especially when you're recording BVS right now. Right. Um, bring in. Uh, What's his name? Who's playing Superman in BVS? Uh, oh, Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Just bring him in for a day shoot to yeah, play, and it just ties it together. Well, and you know, and we'll come back to that. I'm hoping they really do kind of figure that out. But we do have a couple pieces of news um, around the Arrowverse, around specifically DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, we have Sergeant Rock and Doctor Midnight teased uh, for Legends of Tomorrow, which I'm not familiar with either one of those. Neither am I, but what the, what's the cool thing is, is in, in like we talked about last uh, issue or last episode and that, uh, Kevin Smith says all the time, they're able to go for deep cuts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and speaking of deep cuts, Sandman is also teased for this, for this run as well. Yeah. The only Sandman I'm, I'm familiar with is the Marvel Universe Sandman, right. which is in the Spider-Man story, but. So look, um, I'm, I'm up for anything with this series, to be honest with you. Seriously, and they, they could. It's a lot of fun yeah, so far. They could throw anybody from the universe at me and i'd be and so on board and i think and i think i never actually said this from earlier but i think my favorite part which is why i would rather see the two linked together first you know and the way i watch them i would like to watch those two together i think two hours would be great excuse me you know the uh season premieres a lot of times are two hours and and you get that right. whole big pilot and you get all the storylines you get going. all the exposition exactly and so the second episode had some of the best fight scenes i think in in the two episodes oh absolutely and and a lot of the best humor and i feel like there a, is lot, a of lot of that good humor and i feel like a lot of that was kind of pushed off to the second episode although it was present in the first i would have liked to see again if you air them both together people record them together and they watch it together and i think that would have really i think it would have got a little less flack than i think it's getting right now you know what's funny is it kind of actually reminds me of the reverse of kill bill and the flack that it kind of got when it came out was that the first kill bill was all action all the time right with you know with the the storming of the the restaurant with the with oran everything with that but then the second one was like all exposition very little action and this was just the opposite the first was all exposition second was all action and comedy indeed so that's a little taste of our universal usual 
Uh, well, yeah, the the very last done. bit of thing that I forgot okay. is uh, in last week's uh, uh, Arrow, um, Felicity got her own code name. Oh, I know. And what I what the and reason, I think it's the perfect code. Name. It is the perfect code name. But what I love about it is it actually did touch on the wider DC universe. Did it? Because rumors online for for weeks had been that it could be Oracle. Oracle right. Right. The they problem, actually mentioned it too. I know. That's why the problem with that is Oracle has already been given to Barbara um, Gordon. Right. Uh, Batgirl. Well, she was Batgirl, and then right. she becomes uh, Oracle. But the uh, so basically, what happens is that Oliver gives Felicity the name Overwatch, and right. she goes, "It's perfect." And then he's walking away, and he goes, "I was going to give you Oracle, but that's taken." But that's taken. I thought that was great. And it's just a nice little nod to the wider DC universe, yeah. and that was a good pull. Well, and that's something that if they would just take a step further and keep the actors, but moving on. Exactly. All right. So that is a little taste of what we do in the universal usual. And we'll come back. We have Dr. Who planned. Yes. We have Archer uh, Archer planned. Um, if they come back, hopefully they come back and, uh, we have other ones planned as well. We don't want to spoil everything, but yeah. And if you, uh, if you have any ideas, just, uh, send us, uh, ideas of your universes and hashtag it, the, the usual podcast and hashtag, uh, universal usual. And, uh, we'll try to get those on there. Indeed. And, of course, we'll give you a shout-out for the suggestion as well. Absolutely. See, it's easy to be on this show. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to our, our main spinoff. This is one we do. We have done more than any others. Uh, real Reviews. Yeah, Real Reviews. Um, what is this about? Why do we do this? Um, we do Real Reviews just because there's such a wide swath of information every week that comes out about movies. And we both love movies. Um, and so we, we'd like to, to show, uh, to uh, recap trailers, talk about movies we've seen, um, and talk about movie news. Usually what we do is stuff that is geek centered. So if it's like dealing with the X-Men or Star Wars right. or, uh, the DC universe, we'll usually mention that in the usual podcast, but, uh, the wider movie news is all usually relegated to real reviews. Um, but we just decided we're going to throw it all in here and give you a little taste. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, can we just start with Deadpool? Start with it's not a good week if we don't start with Deadpool. So Deadpool, there's a lot of Deadpool out there. Next week is Deadpool. I can't wait. It's a week from tonight. A week from tonight, um, we could be sitting watching Deadpool instead of recording this podcast. Uh, that's definitely happening. So I'm hoping that's happening. But anyway, so there was I don't even know if this is appropriate for the show, but uh, there was a breast cancer extent uh, um, examination guide. That was put out. Well, is also if you uh, have seen Archer season two, you know it's important for men to check for breast cancer too. Yeah, it's important. Um, so I'm not. I'm gonna leave it that. You can check out the show notes if you want. It's hilarious. Um, we also have. <laughs> There's gonna be a Super Bowl commercial. Have you seen this? I have not yet. Ryan Reynolds. It's basically Ryan Reynolds. Uh, there's these two girls driving in a car in Hyundai. And they keep everywhere they look, every guy or every pretty much any person they see is Ryan Reynolds. So there's a guy getting pulled over and then there's a cop, but it's Ryan Reynolds driving and also as the cop. That's and there's funny. witty things back and forth. Definitely worth checking out. It's really cool. And um, there's a little featurette too that I have a link in the show notes too that uh, de- basically it's Deadpool. Uh, his name just flew out of my head, but the director, let me open this up, uh, is talking about it's a featurette for IMAX. Oh, nice. And he's basically talking about, yeah, director Tim Miller is hardcore. He's a hardcore fan of Deadpool, which I think is super important. If you're going to do this, and he kind of talks about this within the clip, if you're going to do this and you're going to do it well, 
it should be someone who's a hardcore fan of the of the franchise absolutely and of, and and of the character and, so and we're i mean although this is his first movie we're a big fan of tim miller because he runs blur studios oh who does a lot of the sotor uh, uh cinematics well and and you know knights of the fallen empire aside we had those amazing ones before the game launched that were just that i still watch you know was tim miller the uh i'm not 100 sure if he was at the head of the studios then but i imagine thor 3 and the avengers if any words will feel like hulk standalone movie says Ruffalo. yeah we, well we've already talked that that thor 3 and infinity wars are going to be having a lot of hulk because he's not in civil war and uh not in guardians 2 right so anything else on this uh, no, that's all I have for that. But uh, Elizabeth Banks, uh, she of uh, <laughs> so cool. Pitch Perfect and uh, Effie in Hunger Games. She's and always so funny. She is hilarious <laughs> in everything. Um, she has been cast as the Power Rangers movie villain. Which, I mean, I would never see the Power Rangers movie. No. But the fact that she's the villain is hilarious. Awesome. So we have a link for that in the show notes if you're interested. Um, Vin Diesel came out this week, and um, you know, actually, you know, he has a couple of different things that we could do universes around. Um, we could always do a Pitch Black, uh, you know, a Riddick universe. We could always do a Fast and Furious universe. But he came out this week and announced the release dates for the next three, the final three uh, Fast and Furious movies: eight, nine, and ten. Yep. Eight, nine, and ten. So uh, it had already been announced that April 14th of 2017 is going to be Episode Eight or. Uh, Fast and Furious 8. Yep. Number 9 is going to come out April 19th, 2019. And uh, the 10th is going to come out uh, April 2nd, 2021. Wow. Um, They're really doing it. They are. And, you know, (laughs) they are money makers. They are. I mean, and they just keep making money. I mean, um, Episode 7 was like the number 5 all-time movie worldwide. It's crazy. Um, And don't get me wrong. They're completely not realistic. Carporn, they're they're car porn, but yeah. it's more than that. They they're a lot of fun, but they get fun actors in. I mean, the no, last they, one introduced Kurt Russell, right, and Jason Statham. So that's awesome. Um, but not only that, um, what I like is they they do go to exotic locales. I mean, it originally was based in L.A. Um, and actually, the the opening scene of the opening movie took place at the in the parking lot of Dodger Stadium, which is my. Oh, that's funny. I'm a huge Dodger fan, so I <laughs> loved it. But it's taken. I mean, it's gone from uh, from. L.A. to Miami to Tokyo to uh, Dominican Republic and Brazil right. and Germany and all these places, uh, Britain in uh, uh, just tons of places. And but now they're actually episode uh, number eight is going to take place in New York City. Nice. Um, They've never city, done New York, huh? No, New York City, the city of the twenty-five mile an hour speed limit. How are they going to do a, a, a? I don't know, but it'll be phenomenal. Should they just put them on platforms or race on top of the cars? I don't know. That seems. Um, but they're also going to be filming in Iceland, and they're going to mm-hmm. be uh, uh, enacting the largest uh, explosion ever in the country of Iceland. Maybe all the acting parts will be in New York, where they're like running and stuff. And then the Iceland will be the racing parts. I don't, I, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to be doing a lot of night filming in New York. Night filming. Len Weissman, um, who, if I'm remembering correctly, did uh, like the Underworld movies. Uh, he's married to Kate Beckinsale. Uh, yeah. He has been on uh, on tap to direct the next Die Hard movie, which is actually going to be an origin story. So no Bruce Willis. I didn't say that. Damn it. It's uh, he came out with a, some news this week about what his premise was. Okay, and basically you can go two ways with an origin story. You can completely recast a character and put it in the past, right? Or you can 
keep the new actor, recast as a younger character, and bookend it. Right? Right. Well, he's kind of going a little bit different tact. He's going to recast it with a younger actor. It's going to take place New Year's Eve 1979. Okay. Um, That's which, the year I was born. Uh, yeah. Which is also um, the, it takes, I think it's seven or eight years before uh, Nakatomi Towers uh, okay. in Die Hard 1. All right. But it's going to be interspliced instead of bookended. So it's mm. going to go back and forth between 1979 and modern day um, McLean. So I could not imagine trying to film this movie now with Bruce Willis the way he is now. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see how that is. We'll um, see. But uh, you know, they're 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 fun to watch regardless. I'm not I'm not so, discounting that. But they, they they I mean they haven't even started. They don't have a character. They don't have a script yet. Nothing. So we'll we'll just see where it goes. Cool. Um, Steve Coogan and John C. Riley, who are some of my favorite actors. John C. Riley. <laughs> oh, uh, most people I just know read this. <laughs> yeah, John C. Riley is most well known probably for playing um, uh, the buddy in uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah. He was also in Chicago, and so uh, funny. Uh, ironically enough, he played uh, Buddy Brotherton in Days of Thunder, <laughs> and uh, you know he's done a, a lot of great stuff. He played uh, Dewey Cox in the in the Dewey Cox story, right? Um, and Steve Coogan is a great uh, British uh, comedian. Uh, he played the Gladiator in, or not the Gladiator, the Centurion in uh, uh, Night at the Museum series. Oh, okay. Um, he real recently has become an Oscar nominated. Uh, Writer, because he, uh, uh, not writer, he starred in um, Philomena okay. a couple of years ago. But they have been cast to play Laurel and Hardy. In are they really called, doing this? They are. Uh, they're playing Laurel and Hardy in a movie called Stan and Ollie. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that'll be fantastic. Um, Brian Singer, who's just on top of the geek world right now, uh, coming off of First Class, and right now he's filming Apocalypse for X-Men, uh, he is now on board with Fox to direct 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Again. I mean, not, I mean, they're doing it again. Well, Disney did it the last time, and Disney actually Ooh, had. Wasn't it. there one in between that? No, hmm. maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Okay, no, you're thinking of Journey to the Center of the Earth with yeah, the Rock. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, no, both uh, Jules Verne stories. Yeah, but okay. no, this is Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. It's the origin of Captain Nemo. Yeah, totally. Um, you kind of briefly got it touched on in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, man, that's fine. Which is based on an Alan Moore book, which is phenomenal. But um, yeah, so it, it had actually already been in the works at Disney to do a remake of it because you know Disney loves remaking their stuff. But it looks like this one is down at Fox and it's getting more of a budget and everything, so that's good. The ongoing habit of turning '80s video games into movies. Stop it! Are they doing Rampage? They're doing Rampage. No. Which, if you don't remember Rampage, no, it's no, the... hold on. I'm very excited. Can I talk about Rampage? Go ahead. Okay, so Rampage. I played this in the arcade. So much when it came out on Nintendo, I had to buy it. It's it's the lizard, the the King Kong dude, and the um uh what was the other one? What was the third one? The werewolf. Yeah, and the and werewolf. so they you climb buildings and you smash buildings and you eat people and yep. you smash planes out of the sky. It was the best game ever. You are they really making the this? They are really they're making, really making this into a movie. They're really making into a movie. Oh my god! And so it's starring excited. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It has to. It has to. And uh, it just got its writers. I'm in. Um, and they are people that have already worked with uh, um, Dwayne Johnson before. Uh, Carlton Cuse, uh, who's most well known for uh, being one of the uh, writers and co-creators of Lost with J.J. Abrams. Um, he also wrote and directed San Andreas, which is a phenomenal hit for The Rock last Still year. Still wants that, but yeah. Uh, which is, it's enjoyable. If you like disaster flicks, it's enjoyable. I do. I do. Plus, uh, I love Carla Gugino. She is... Yeah, she's cool. I love her. Let's move on. Um, also, uh, Ryan... Um, Condal. 
Yeah, Condal. Sorry, I couldn't see that. Uh, who did Hercules? Okay, with, last year with The Rock. Um, so they've got a writers and good writers at that. So we'll we'll uh, see how they do. I mean, I, I just I'm want... curious how they're going to tie it into a, make it into a story. Well, I'm just wondering what they're going to do. Is it going to be a, a just you know typical you know giant monster movie? Or are they going to do a different angle with it? Like, because there's no story that goes with that game. Absolutely none. And the, the the humans in that game are completely inconsequential. No, it doesn't matter. They're there to be eaten. They are, to, and they, you get points for doing so. They are food, which is important. It is. Oh man, I'm so excited about that. Uh, and uh, lastly, of our little uh, real review section here, um, seriously, first of all, go, go to go to <laughs> Pinterest because I've uploaded a whole bunch of movie stills from Batman v Superman and uh, X Men Apocalypse and Marvel and a whole bunch of stuff. So go to my Pinterest page and check all those out. But one of the funniest things that I did put on there <laughs> was a cool little still that Ghostbusters released of the first look of Chris Hemsworth. Oh, he looks good. In his role because they are definitely going the whole gender reversal because he is taking over the Andy Potts role. He's just sitting at a desk. It is, And you know what? Everyone sees Chris Hemsworth as Thor or, you know, an action star or whatever. Dude, the dude can pull off comedy because if <laughs> one of the, one of the saving graces of, of, uh, vacation, right. The, the reboot of vacation this year was he played Leslie Mann's husband and the whole scene where he comes into the bedroom to show, uh, Ed Helms and Christina Applegate how to use a remote. And the entire time he's wearing boxer briefs with his, uh, let's just say the remote. Didn't hold a candle to the member. Sounds good. Um, he was very funny in that, and so I'm really, I'm curious how he's going to do in a in a in, in a Ghostbusters movie. Uh, he looks good. It's going to be great. All right, last thing before we get to our drawing merchandise: Batman vs Superman. Oh, so but yeah, that, yeah, real you, quick before we yeah. bounce out of this, that was a taste of our you know our real reviews, and we usually talk more trailers and specific movie review style things too within that yeah but, except for the the only movie we've seen recently was we both went and saw star wars again right we did that we decided not to see the revenant we went and saw star wars right. instead. that happened but that's not the point the point is is um yeah so join us at our next world reviews yeah absolutely especially since i know for a fact this week i'm going to be watching trumbo and steve jobs cool and watching a whole bunch of oscar stuff so nice Yes. So, last thing, uh, just a little merchandise yeah, in pop you, culture. You told me about this, and I was rolling. This is crazy. So, Batman vs. Superman, the bat signal is going on sale. Already. Already. And it's going for, I think, 65000 Is that what I said earlier? Something like that. Let me open this. Uh, it, it, Which seems weird, because, I mean, are they done with it? Are they never using it again? Or Oh, my God. It's going up on eBay. Uh, it's the original bat signal prop from Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, and it's up for sale on eBay with a cool price tag of sixty five thousand dollars. I hope it's raising money for charity. And it says the real deal too, as eBayer says he has all the paperwork from the Warner Brothers to prove it's legal. So, wonder how he got it. Anyway, moving on. So that's cool. Maybe he worked in the props department. Maybe. So that's that's pretty much it, man. Should we do our drawing, our one year drawing? Yeah, let's hear. Let's get our drawing, which we are giving away two hypercrates, two Swotor hypercrates. Um, all of our patrons are Swotor players, so we don't have to worry about you know giving them something else. But remember, if you want to become a patron and you want to help support the show, you can do it in a number of ways on our supporters page. But if you want to become a patron and and give us a buck or two an episode, uh, we will definitely be giving out uh, a bunch of stuff from any convention we go to. Yeah, and since uh, just next month we're going to be going to the inaugural San uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con. Yeah, you never know what we'll be getting. Yeah, so Lots become a swag. So become a patron in the next month, and when we get back, we'll be doing a drawing and giving away stuff. So. Absolutely. All right, so we are going to do a random drawing. We have several of our patrons in the queue here. 
So the first winner of one of two hyper crates will be. Drum roll, please. Yeah, if you can't tell, I can't roll my tongue. <laughs> it is John. John Skeen. John Skeen gets the first of two hyper crates because he is our hero. And finally, we can finally, you're welcome, sir, give back to you after all you've given to us. Seriously, dude. You... Sorry, it's just a hyper crate. <laughs> I know, right? I hope you get some epic mounts in that hyper crate. I'll tell you that. So do I. <laughs> All right, man. So last drawing, we uh, do again another drum roll. <laughs> our second winner from our Patreon page is Andreas. Andreas Chinook himself, also known as my rock, my uh, my off sometimes main tank Chinook. So thanks, buddy, for supporting the show, and you will get hypercrate as well. I know where to find you. Okay, and I do have to say this, that I think that mm. Andreas, why do you, whenever I... Well, because you're going to say something crazy. I'm going to say <laughs> that Andreas is the person who is the luckiest random number generator person I've ever met. He has won everything he said is hard to see. I to, know, right? To win. Dude, I remember at Comic-Con, he got on the freaking Conan O'Brien yeah. show. He didn't, he, didn't hang, he didn't hang out with us that night because he's like, well, I got chosen to be on uh, Conan... And, and then, then he won. And then he goes there and then wins whatever contest they were doing. So uh, bingo. It was bingo. So we love you, but we kind of hate you. So there's that. <laughs> um, thanks for being the RNG god. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you got to make up for all the times that Marshall loses. I lose a lot. A lot. But here's the thing. I still play. You do. And, uh, you know, and if you don't play, you can't win. Oh, please do not, <laughs> not, not take Powerball slogan. Uh, moving on. Moving uh, on. So that's it, man. Uh, one year episode. Seriously, it does not feel like a year. It doesn't, but we're here. When this started a year ago, I was living in my RV in California, uh, without California. a job. And, right. uh, now I'm living in my RV in California <laughs> and I have three jobs. <laughs> a lot, a lot has changed, man. And, um, and the best part is, is it's brought us together and here we are in the same room. Absolutely. I mean, before we even started recording this podcast, we would see each other maybe once a year maybe. at Comic-Con. And then if I had to skip a year, it was you know we did not see each other all that much now. So we see each other every day. And, and I hate him every day. And we get to record once a week. And yeah. it's just, it's it's been a lot of fun, dude. It's been good, man. So uh, cheers to our next year, man. Cheers. All right. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Uh, email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and social network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So, of course, take us, t- take the time, give us positive ratings, love us, like us, all of that. Um, there are many ways to support us on our supporters page, but audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a free audiobook on us. You're welcome. And patreon.com slash usual podcast. Buck to an episode will help us do things. More things. More things to help you out. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that. That's it. And I'm not cutting it. And so <laughs> <laughs> thanks again. And we'll see you next week. Peace.